Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football, on the pitch, off the pitch. We took a big hiatus. Huge break. Uh, a month and a half, I think. Yeah, it was a lot of traveling, and then, you know, we got sick, I think, and a lot of things going on. And also, we had a huge international... It felt like a longer international break this time. There's way too many international breaks. Yeah, we've had... At least it was the, la- it was the last one of the year. And so, we're finally back. We hope you missed us. <laughs> I don't think anyone missed us, Even just a, just a little bit, yes. you know. Our, our beautiful... <laughs> we're, just, we're just speaking into the ether. Our angelic voices. I'm sure people missed... Um, Maybe maybe my voice more than yours. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, but we're starting off with. Actually, I thought I was expecting it to be a more of a banger. To be honest. Which one? Man City versus. Oh, uh, so boring. Oh, uh, I was very sleepy. It's just that we keep expecting this um, matchup to be a lot more exciting. Yeah. And I think most predictions had more goals scored than, you know, it ended up being just 1-1, which was a little disappointing. Um, so City finally break their at-home winning streak in uh, in this year. I think it's the streak is 23 games. I thought they played better than they played against Chelsea. Chelsea obviously is not as good as a, of a team as Liverpool, as much as they think, they think that they're going to win the mm-hmm, league. Mm-hmm. But... Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I would say that City were still the slightly better team than our, um, than Liverpool, sorry. Uh, Liverpool was a bit lucky with some of the decisions, I think. Uh, Which decision? The Allison decision uh, when uh, I believe it was uh, Ruben Diaz who, you know, kicked it in. But then there was a pa- foul against um, Allison, which I didn't think it was a foul, but it went against City's favor. So they could have win, and then also they missed a lot of chances. I think City's press was better, but they missed a lot. Like, a lot of people missed. It wasn't just Holland missing. It was Alvarez was missing. Uh, Foden didn't really get that yeah, many chances. I, I think that's the conclusion from this whole thing. This year, City is not as lethal. They don't, like, they're not that good at finishing. And also, they're not that good at, at like, last year, you, whatever happened in the game, you knew City was going to keep trying until they actually score and win. I actually this year is don't. Not a, I didn't feel that way last year. Um, I mean, the reality is this: what happened, right? Regardless of whether, like, but you were saying you watching a game, you felt like they were always going to come yeah, back. Yeah, based but, on historical but they, they, patterns, they're not that much of a comeback team. I remember very clearly that they came back from Tottenham. They were two 0 down. They came back. That was one of the few games that I remember because they. Te- I think defensively, there are huge problems this year as well. For sure, yeah. yeah, yeah and last sure. year, if if you if City scored first, mm. that was pretty much it. Like you could you could like bet the, on them winning the game. Like the Chelsea game to actually concede four goals is a bit of a problem, right? Yeah. And against a team that's arguably still in construction. I mean, they're still threatening, but there's a lot of pieces missing. You could say that. Kevin De Bruyne is not here. The creativity, like Alvarez, is really good, but I think he still lacks creativity sometimes. The technical skill is there, but he sometimes he doesn't finish, which is normal. But also, I think the creativity and the vision is not in. He's too, he's not that mature of a player yet. Yeah, I'm and not. I'm not very confident. Also, like about Fo- this city team. This can we year. talk about Foden for a sec? Because he I sucks. I keep saying this, but why is it that people hype him up so much? But I would say in the last, even the whole last season when they won the treble, he he's, didn't do anything. He's last had season. moments of magic, right? Yeah. But for the most part, pretty flat. But then last year he didn't play as much either. But when he did play, I still 
thought he was pretty flat. A bit yeah, uninspiring. He doesn't contribute I, I too much. I'm not impressed. Yeah, he hasn't done anything to impress me. Not that he's trying to impress me, but I don't like why are people. It's like one of those players that people just are like talking about so much, and he's super overrated. I think compared to Saka, he's just not as good. Yeah, even with the English team, I think. Um, which is the reason probably why he doesn't start every game in England for you. Yeah, either. exactly. He's not a starter. I think even at Manchester City, he's a starter just this year because so many people left. Or a few are injured as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. I think Foden really is. And he had... I would just say that the picture is not clear about this City team. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, me uh, Pep Guardiola does not make any changes. Still the same thing. He doesn't make any changes. This Doku guy is good, but he keeps the ball too long. But that's why... His decision-making th- is not great. But that's why Guardiola wanted him. Because he is such a progressive carry, he dribbles. Because that's the kind of profile that he wanted. He didn't... He, he actually... It was uncharacteristic of Pep to get a profile like Doku. Because he tends to get players who just keep passing the ball back and forth, back and forth, and don't dribble because you risk losing the ball. Because he wants to keep possession, right? But Doku is someone who it doesn't necessarily fit his previous profile. Yeah, but I I understand that. But I'm just saying that his decision making is not great. I think he but needs actually, a lot of work. He was the man of the match on the city side. He's a great dribbler. I think sometimes it looks ineffective because he loses the ball ultimately. But yeah, he in loses this game, the ball a lot. in this game, he created four chances, which is more than any other player. But also, one game he's good, the other game he sucks. One game he doesn't start good. every game. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't blame him because I do think he has a, like, really, like, a decent, like, raw talent there. He just needs a bit of training. I would still take him over Grealish right now. Oh, 100%. Grealish sucks. Right, so what's the alternative, right? Yeah. You, I, I would still play him over Grealish. No, no, I'm just saying that if you give him a bit more time and a bit more uh, training with Pep, I think he's going to become way better, right? And he's young as well, so... Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I just don't understand the City team this year. I'm not very impressed, so let's wait. Let's wait it out a little bit. It's very, very... Like, you know how last year everyone was so confident that they're going to win the, 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 the Premier League? Most people were confident, even with Arsenal's massive lead. This year, I'm not. I don't know about the rest of you. I do, I do think that City has dropped in yes. level. I mean, they, they never start out that strong, but they've dropped in level and teams are built a building. So, uh, true, true. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like there is... This year is just much harder to predict who's going to win the Premier League. Much harder to predict who's going to be like at the top four, top six and all of that. Because even last season, it was still, for the most part, just Arsenal and City, Arsenal and yeah. City, who was going to make it. This year, Liverpool's back up. Arsenal is still there. Uh, Chelsea is building up. Newcastle's so strong. Brighton has dropped off a little bit, I think, yeah, in, in yeah. level. Everyone was so impressed by Brighton, but now I Even don't in the first couple games of the season, they yeah. started okay, but somehow there's been a bit of a dip. So talking about City, mm-hmm. uh, Mahrez uh, came out. I don't know if you saw him, but uh, in, in on the 11th of December, they will announce the African uh, Ballon d'Or, basically. Best player of the... Best African player of the year. <laughs> Anyway, so the, the uh, players that are nominated, as you would expect, are like a lot of Moroccan players. Um, uh, Bono, Yusuf and Nasiri, Hakimi, Amrabat, and all of these people. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then you have Mahrez, you have Osiman, of, of course, and you have Salah, and you have Sadio Mane for some reason. I don't know what he did. And I'm missing probably two other players. 
So everyone is expecting it to be Bono this year. A lot of Moroccans, at least, a lot of people out there, just because of what he did with the World Cup, because this covers also the World Cup, right? And then Mahrez came out very upset, saying, I don't understand why people are saying that uh, uh, Bono deserves it this year. I won the treble last year. I did all this stuff with, um, with Manchester City. That's not fair. And I'm like... Uh, dude, you haven't started in most games in the in all these competitions. Yes, he did a really good job initially. I think he they were kind of going through a, a slump at the like toward the mid year or beginning of the year, and he helped them. But then after that, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think that Pip fucked him because he didn't play him as much. I really think Pip fucked him. But why massively. would he come out and directly target Bono? No, no, he didn't target. He didn't target Bono. He just talked more about how he deserves it a lot. I, I'm not sure. You if made he, it seem like he said, "Why? Why are people saying Bono deserves it?" Yeah, yeah, but it's not just. It wasn't specifically about Bono, just because all these journalists were saying, "Oh, it's probably going to be Bono," and he didn't say that Bono is bad. He just said that his accomplishments were as important. I think he's trying to make his case to the voters. Yeah, yeah, probably, but I, I just think it's. I, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for him because I think that uh, uh, Pep fucked him a little bit. He really deserves to play to play way more, especially given how he helped the team last year. But he barely gave him any minutes when uh, against Madrid, and I think he only gave him like ten minutes or five minutes in the second half, the second leg of the of the game, and then in the final, I think no minutes. Um, I don't know. I and I, I think that's why a lot of people left. That's why he left. I don't think he should have gone to Saudi either because he hasn't done anything this year. And also, Algeria didn't go to the World Cup. And so, a lot of factors. I don't know. I just brought this up because it was an interesting... It's a uh, bit of an armchair quarterback move, though, because you say that he came on and he made a difference in a lot of games. But at the same time, if he had started all those games, do you think City would have done no, no, but No, no, no. But a lot of those games he started because a lot of people were injured. Correct. I I understand. But he's also... he, He didn't start most of the time. Come on. No, no, just towards the, the, the beginning. Right, I understand. But I'm saying, like, the fact that he... I think what I noticed was that when he wasn't starting to, towards the, the second half and, like, a lot of the important games, and when he did come on, a lot of times he did make a difference. But I don't think that if he had started those games, it would have been... I, City would have had a better outcome. Honestly, I think they. I think he should have started more games. But I that, think he's, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's easy for you to say because Pep maybe just wanted his own system. It worked yeah, better with yeah. other players. And so he didn't I, I don't know in. if it wouldn't have worked with him. I don't know. Well, that's I, I just you, think, that you're implying that it would have. I, I think he would have. I, th- I think uh, he why? deserves... I think he de- Because I think he's a good player. I think he deserves it's, to play in, not, a, in, a, in a top five Premier League team. Yeah, but it's at not least. just about the, the player being individually good. No, no. I don't think he's just individually good. I think he completes his set. Like he, he has shown multiple times that he could play well in... Pep's thing. I think he's just Pep is a weird fucking dude who just chooses a few players over others. That's why they ask him, why don't you play Pep that much? And he's like, why don't you play Mahers that much? The Algerian press. And he's like, oh, Algerian people are not happy with me that I don't play him. It's kind of the same thing. I don't understand. He's a really good player. I don't think he's one of the most underrated players that, like, at least where I sit. Like, I don't know. What's so special about Foden? He sucks. But Foden doesn't even start a lot of times. Yeah, even Grealish. Why the fuck was he starting? Why the fuck did he even buy Grealish for like 100 million pounds or 100 million euros? I mean, that was a big flop. Okay, so I don't understand why we're like holding uh, Pep into such high standards when he made that shitty decision of buying uh, Grealish. People don't hold him to it. People know that he maybe he shouldn't have. No, it's no, just no. mostly city but fans. But like people, who say oh, that. we're not gonna question his decisions just because he wins, wins, wins. He says that as well. Well, that is true. If you win, why are people gonna question you? Yeah, but then he fucks up. 
Of course years. he fucks up. Yeah, but, but and he, a, like, anyways, I feel I bad. Uh, not saying that Bono deserves it. I actually don't know. I don't think it's between Bono and and what's his face. I think it's between well, Mahrez, and I think it's between Bono and Osiman. Arguably, Osiman is a very good player. He did a lot. He maybe deserves it. He doesn't do a lot with the Nigerian team. They tied recently with Lesotho, so I, I don't know about that. But I just think that Mahrez could have had more impact or at least he could have played a few minutes especially when i think about it i remember the final they weren't even that good so maybe he could have give, given him a few minutes and he didn't give him many minutes right there were a lot of games where they were a little bit struggling and the the, the final could have slipped away from them i think it was just a little bit of luck it was their year and I all mean, of that I, I disagree with you i don't think it's pep's job to protect every single players that he has their career because if you play the certain way you're going to hurt certain people's careers that's just the fact yeah i just question his choices anyways i think it's a it's a you big, also bias because you don't you, you also don't like pep yeah Guardiola. i don't like pep so. so anything that he does you're gonna question another thing i in this game at least ederson actually surprisingly was a better goalie out of the two because you could clearly tell this game was a clear clear Sign where okay, shot stopping, different story maybe, but distribution. Ederson is way way better. Look at do you remember how many times Allison basically kicked a horrible ball and ended up in City? It, it ended up yeah, with a City yeah, no, player. He made, he made a lot of fuck ups. At Ederson, that rarely happens. It's like Liverpool tries to get his passes, I mean, but they the, don't. That's the only reason why Pep is keeping him, right? Well, I mean, no, he's really good at, it, and that's not an easy thing to be to be good at it. No, I understand that, to, but I'm not sure he's uh, like he doesn't I, make. No, he's I'm not great in, at saves. In this match, he was the better goalie. I'm not saying he's a better no, goalie. No, I period. think I think he's a better goalie with his feet. I think he's one of the best goalies he, with their feet. Yeah, 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 I agree. And um, Trent. Okay, so it was... Nice goal, though. Yeah, it was a nice goal. He redeemed himself because that first Holland goal was a kind of his yeah, fault. Yeah, true, true. Like, so that Holland goal, what, what surprised me is that there was no... Like, they gave Holland so much space. Like, it was very... Like, yeah, like, the, 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 that pass was really good. But then, why is Holland having all that space? Why is no one pressuring? He was he was the guy on the other side, right? On the right or the left. Right, so because Ake, when he was dribbling, he had to dribble around, what, two or three defenders? And they were two... They were... Cl- clustered around there and they forgot yeah, about but you, Holland. But you can see that he's going to pass to Holland. Yeah, I think that was a defensive mistake, for sure. And and the problem is is that Trent, it's always some sort of d- dilemma. and like he, no, I wouldn't say dilemma, but you just don't know where to play him best because defensively, he's horrible. But if you just put him in midfield, it doesn't work mm, either. He's the best right back in, in And that's in the why they, he keeps playing this like inversion role, right? And I don't, know, I don't know how well it's working because he has these offensive moments that are so important to Liverpool. I don't know. Honestly, when I compare him to someone like Hakimi or even Trippier, Trippier I'm like, mm, dude, you got to get your shit together. He has yeah. a lot of issues. Yeah, he A really, lot of he issues. Really he makes a lot of mistakes. Different. Like, I don't know. Like, just the fact that you are sometimes good offensively and you have good shots. I'm not... Like, you're not a... Like, you need to figure out what is your best position. Exactly. But defensive, he's atrocious. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... If, I don't know. Like, you want to play consistently in midfield? I doubt he's that good consistently in midfield. Me, me neither. And I think it kind of worked Klopp sometimes when he did do that inver- inverted right back, inverted fullback role. But, you know, for example, if you look at, like, defensively, City's not great, right, this this season so far. But they still were able... <laughs> You're like, oh, we have Ruben Diaz. He's amazing. Look at all his tackles. The, oh, let me watch a compilation video of all his no, tackles. Come on. Oh he my had, god, no, they're so good. He had a good game this this today. All right, good for you. Good he had a good him. game. And they even bought Guardiola. Like, this... But Guardiola's very young, so he doesn't have that much experience. Yeah, I mean, with all those players, and you can see them four goals last time, it's kind of embarrassing. But today, that's what I'm saying. Today, they played better. Like, Salah barely did anything. 
Yeah. He was relatively quiet. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think this this tie is that fair. I still think it should have been something like two one in City's favor. Yeah, that would have yeah. been more fair. And honestly, I like I like Holland. Holland is 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 getting better this year. And he's today's goal is not a typical Holland yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah. I think right? last maybe he maybe he's not gonna score as much this year as last year. But I think as a player, he's becoming better. I mean, fastest player to reach fifty goals in the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> everyone seems unimpressed with him. Like. Like, I would, he set the bar too high. Everyone's just like, oh, okay, he's going to... No, score. I just think, like, with all this stuff, people don't even think he's, uh, like, Ballon d'Or material yet, which is quite surprising. But, I mean, he was ranked second, no? But, yeah, but because we're comparing him to people who... The, the two guys who have won it in the past consistently yeah. 10 years, right? No, honestly, quality of players went down overall. You know what, though? Maybe at the expense of individual player quality going down... The quality of teams have yeah, gone no, up. for sure. Strategies exactly because yeah, yeah, it's yeah, become sure. more tactical than individual skill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. But. Yeah. So moving on to Newcastle Chelsea, four one four one Newcastle. Yeah. Um, it was a more exciting game than oh for City, sure. Liverpool. Oh my god, Newcastle is fantastic. They never cease to amaze me. Really good team. Obviously, I've talked about Trippier before. He was man of the match for me. He does everything. He's oh, everywhere. So he crosses. He defends. He defends. He presses. One he of the best duels. people don't even talk about him as a right back. Like Allah, oh, it's Hakimi, it's uh, Kai Walker, it's uh, Trent. They should talk about him more. And I can't believe that. I don't know what happened with him and Atletico Madrid, but I don't know why they let him go. Maybe yeah, I don't one know. of the few English players in the. In the yeah, league. I don't. I don't know what happened. That I don't remember. And the midfield was really good. This Gimaresh. Uh, Joelinton yeah, and this yeah. Miley, Miley, I don't know how to pronounce his name, the, 17-year-old. The, the Arabic commentator was going Miley, but I, I, Miley. I, I let, let's go with Miley. Miley. Lewis like, Miley. Like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, like Miley Cyrus, right. Okay. He's a 17-year-old English player, um, th- gave the first assist, pretty good performance. I don't know if this is his first time starting, I don't recognize yeah, his name. Yeah, I don't recognize his name. It's so first time he made a good impression, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I know we talked about the fourth goal, their last goal. Uh, Gordon. Yeah, that was oh, a really good. But I'm sorry, I goal. thought Elmiron's assist was better than the finish. Oh, I thought the finish. Gordon was great in this game. He's amazing goal and assist as well. And okay, so not to shit on Reese James. I always thought he was overrated. I don't know why he committed that foul. Another super, best right was, back in the world. It was really dumb the foul that he committed, and he got a red card. And I think it's just that Chelsea fans have this way of overhyping certain players in their team. I don't know why. I mean, in most fan bases specifically Chelsea. I'm sorry, Chelsea fans. Anyways, anyways, I just find it like, oh, some Reese James is amazing. Oh my God, he could do no wrong. And you could argue that uh, Silva cost him the game because of his mistakes, right? So I don't know. I feel bad for him. I do think that he should leave Chelsea because he's getting older. And the Premier League is not a place, or specifically Chelsea, is not a place where you could, they, they need you at your best all the time. Right, specifically Chelsea, and the, the fans are super demanding. But the problem is, Poch doesn't have a lot of these senior players with experience to help guide the newer, younger players. Because they got rid of everyone. Right, so he's one of the few that's left. So if yeah. you get rid of him, then essentially, who are the people who are going to be left to really help? Because uh, they're going to be a little lost. I mean, yeah, Sterling is more of a senior player for sure, oh but God, he, yeah. he, he hasn't played with Chelsea for a while, right? Yeah. So the only really, the real, like, kind of lieutenant, is that the... The lieutenant. The old lieutenant who's the left is the Silva. old guard. God, 4.5 rating. That's... It's, 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 I think it's also the midfield. They just ate them. 
Newcastle. Like you, and they were, and they're so good. Like their decision process is so fast. That's what I was saying, yeah, right? Yeah, they're like they a well-oiled get, they, machine. Exactly. You can see that they train really well and they train a lot because once they get the ball, they already they know what they, they're going to do. They don't hesitate too much. Yeah. They know where all of their teammates are positioned. Exactly. They exactly. don't think too much. They don't hesitate that's when they I get think, to the final that's third. That's why I think that guy's a good coach. Uh, Eddie Howe is a really good coach. I, eventually, I really still think that if England wants to stick to this thing of only hiring English coaches, it should go to him at some point. He's English? Yeah. Oh, I thought he's Irish or something. Like like all of the no, other... Or uh, Scottish. Or. Eddie Howe is English. But they've had Scottish coaches, I think. No, no, no. I know, I know. But I'm. they, they should definitely get him. I think he's way better than Southgate, so... Uh, but but yeah, I mean, honestly, Chelsea still shows improvement, especially in that first half. They just really dropped off in the second half. But they, they do suck defensively. They need to figure out because it's not normal for you to... It's back-to-back games where you, you, you concede four goals, no? But, but yeah, but the mindset was just and, way poor in and this... And they, they lost to Brentford 2-0. I mean, it's... You don't... Like, it, it's still not a clear picture of what's happening. But you see that their mindset was just way poorer in this game than versus yeah. City. When City scored first in that game, they didn't that, panic. They kept no, that's trying. What, that's what I'm saying. I think maybe Silva cost them the game because when when someone makes a, a stupid mistake like that, it just it's just like you become defeated because you're like, oh, but, we did all this work and this guy just gives the ball away. But you're supposed to, if you're a good team, you're supposed to be able to overcome yeah, that. Yeah, but they're a bunch of young players. And Jackson, I don't know, the... the, the this team keeps giving him opportunities, but I, I don't even see potential there, to be honest. That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still not convinced. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's bad. Maybe he just needs uh, more work. In any case, as we mentioned before, it's just it's a super young team and Newcastle is way better than them. Uh, it's, it's really, it's, I, I'm, I'm honestly impressed. Uh, they have the Champions League next week. So hopefully I want them to qualify. They still have with, a chance, right? Yeah. All four teams still have a chance. Yeah. To, it was, I, I, I hope it's going to be PSG and uh, Newcastle. I don't know if it's possible, but we'll see. Uh, another important game is barcelona Vallecano. Honestly. Important. Important. I don't know what to say anymore about Barca I, that I haven't said before. It's just at the end of the day, we can go into the details of uh, tactically what they did. and Oh, the young is back. In the in the starting lineup, and he's just he was injured for for a long time. But at the end of the day, these players don't deserve to play for a club with that history. I think it's so fucking embarrassing that I I don't know. You should not not every game should be a struggle, and now every fucking game is a struggle. You have to wait for them to score. The the, the team that has scored the highest number of goals in the last ten minutes, i.e., between eighty one and ninety segments is actually Barcelona in La Liga mm. with 10 goals. It's not Madrid. No, no, it's Barcelona. So it's just having watched, I don't know, like with, when I think about Messi and Cruyff's legacies, like this fuck, the, all these players, they really don't deserve to play for that team. It's just as simple as that. No, no, actually, I disagree because individually, there are a lot of good players. You can't say I that individually, know. they don't deserve no, to play for this team. I actually don't know. I don't know about that because okay, Lewandowski... I, okay, no, but he he built a legacy as a striker when he was I in think, Bundesliga. Okay, let, let's say it this way. It's a mix of the coach that sucks. I think Xavi should not be the uh, coach in Barcelona. I don't think he is to the level. And also a few players that are not as good. Like Kiemel, he might have peaked already. I don't know. I was he's, a never, young, he's a young player. Let's, yeah, let's, so not, let's not talk about it. Take him. him out. I was never impressed by that guy. So we can just take him out. Like what, what, what else is left? Romeo is not great. Come on, we have Pedri, you have De Jong. Yeah, but 
still, honestly. Felix is... I, mm. I, I, I don't care. At the end of the day, it's Barcelona. It's, it's like Madrid, right? Madrid always or most of the time brings their A game. Like you're not saying, oh, Madrid is... Like I compare them. It's just a, it's a struggle every single game. It's so bad. Madrid struggles. It's not the same way. Madrid struggles, but you just don't watch them with the same eyes. They have to score a lot of last-minute goals too. Yeah, but honestly, it's not the same thing. It's just like Barcelona is... It's just like we're really, really far from any peak Barcelona. Not even the peak Barcelona. Just Barcelona that, that's decent. It's just... It's so bad. And I, I think as a fan, you just, you're just going through a rough time because every game is just horrible. 15 shots and only four on target. Like, all this stuff. Like, every game is... And the, the fucking Instagram page... Right. Oh God. The, Do you know halftime? They posted. Uh, they have the audacity to post a clip of how Lamal is so good at dribbling people. Out. Like, shut the fuck up. Score. No. Like the page. The whole page is so cringe. No, I think the whole. There are a lot of people who have problems with the admins of the Barcelona and oh social media pages because they they do the most. They do the cringiest things. They are way too focused. I think that club in general is way too focused on marketing. Yeah. Like okay. There's no substance. Right. We basically. understand. That you have a deal with Spotify and that you want to be creative and that you want to give artists money and get paid for certain things. So you want to put artists and Rolling Stone and um, Rosalia on your T-shirts and, and your jerseys yeah. to make it, you know, and to sell more of those jerseys, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, but that takes away, that takes a lot of attention from it. Mm-hmm. People are like, look, it's Drake. Look, it's Rolling Stones. Look, it's whatever. Yeah. This time, yeah, we know Gabby's but injured. It sucks. It's people, sad. People who watch soccer know what's happening. Right. Yeah. Oh, and then so you're going to put oh, Gabby, we're all with you on the jersey. I mean, like, that's, it's nice. Yeah, but, like, played the football. Like, I don't understand why you're, it's like, you're trying to, it's almost like you're trying to distract us from the fact that you're not playing good football. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think at the end of the day, I know I shit about, I shit on the players a lot, and they might not be great. That's fine. But I do think the main problem is Xavi. Xavi needs to leave. I don't think he's good enough of a coach to coach a team with the, history, with the history of Barcelona. They need to bring someone else. You see a lot of teams like Newcastle, all these teams, you can clearly tell that the coach is great and they train really well together. But this team is just horrible because every game sucks. And now they are, uh, they tied uh, 1-1 against Raya Vallecano, scored last minute, obviously. And even Rafinha, man, come on. Rafinha is that good of a player? I don't know. I don't know. No, they have good, They have Araujo. They have, I think Balde has potential. I think I agree more and more with you that it's, it's, uh, I'm just going to say Southgate. <laughs> it's Xavi's problem. Yeah. I used to not think of it as, you know, his, his problem as much as just that, you know, they're trying, it takes time. Defensively, what a drop-off from last season. Yeah, I know, I what know. What a drop-off. I actually... No, it makes you think, like, what, what, what is your strategy? Right? Clearly, you didn't have a strategy. Last year was just luck that you only conceded these goals. Because either you pick a defensive strategy or you don't pick a defensive strategy. And what, what, what this tells me is just that he didn't have any strategy. He's just going with the flow. I don't know. I, that's how I see it. Yeah, I agree. And it's not, and I think his tactics are not catered to the teams that he's playing, right? Like, yeah, I agree. Right? So if you're playing a different, if, it, if you're playing a team that presses high, if you're playing a team that has a low block, if you're playing a team that's very defensive, it parks the bus, like it doesn't seem like there's much of a difference. They, yeah. just, they just approach it like hoping one of their individual players is going to come through. Uh, and that used to be PSG, right? I know. And now, this is a good segue to talk about a good mm-hmm. coach, that's Luis Enrique, that used to be a Barcelona coach and actually maybe won the treble with them or won the Champions League with them or something like that. But 
PSG is getting better and better every single game. They look way better. They beat Monaco 5-2. It's not, they're not relying on Mbappe anymore, right? And he's still scoring, but it's more of a team. Vitinha is good. Like, they have such a good Arguably, midfield. Mbappe has not been playing as well, I think. No, I think he's, he hasn't been selfish. He's been given like the the ball to other players. It's just it's like it's just you watch a team and you have Vitinha, Ugarte, even Fabian Ruiz is really good. Like their midfield is really not bad. I I like Hernandez even though I thought he was more of a left back, but that's fine. I think Marquinhos is injured. Dembele scored a really nice goal, yeah. right? I think that angle was that angle like I, and and we were waiting for him to score because how much time is. Uh, are the fans going to give e- him? Even Mbappe posted it on Instagram saying, oh, congrats on your first goal. Hopefully, uh, first of many. Like, yeah, okay. no, honestly, I'm really impressed every single game. Hakimi was good. Not not bad this game. You can see um, Luis Enrique's touch, like how he changed the, the team. Uh, if you compare it to Pochettino and the Gautier. So good for them. Uh, uh, let's see what they're going to do in the Champions League. Yeah, I'm excited to see that group is going to be it's going to be fun. And I think they're now first in uh, in the French league, which is so oh, good for congrats. them. Congrats. Yeah, that was it, such a hard hurdle. It's really really hard. You like Nice is so good this year apparently. I'm joking. But yeah, actually Nice is really good this year. The other thing that we wanted to cover is the under 17 World Cup. I know you don't care. You, you know, no, I care but you're one of like 10 people who are, who are watching. I don't know. Are you sure? I'm trying to b- broaden my uh, Did you not see the stands? It was, it was empty. That is true, yeah. It's really empty. I think you have to watch the group stage. It was even emptier. Anyways, the 19th edition of the FIFA Under-17 World Cup is currently held in Indonesia from the 10th of November to uh, the 2nd of December. 24 teams in the tournament. And Brazil apparently is the defending champion, champions. Uh, they won the World Cup four times, most recently in 2019. Um, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Morocco lost in the quarterfinal. I'm mm. very, very sad. They just lost today. So the quarterfinal actually ended today. Germany lost to Spain 1-0. Brazil lost to Argentina 3-0. France beat Uzbekistan 1-0 today. And Morocco lost to Mali 1-0. Very sad. Mali was uh, way better as a team. They're amazing. Honestly, I think they're, they're the best team in the tournament. Scored already. You say, would you say they're big of a dark horse, or that you think that they've been consistently no, good for, been consistently. for a long even, time? Even from the AFCON under 17 that I watched, maybe it was a year ago or a few months ago, more than a few months ago, definitely, they were way better. I think I, I just I just felt sad that they didn't get to the final and Morocco got to the final. It's okay, they're a project, as they say. Morocco? Yeah. Yeah. It's all like most of the players, which is good, are local, local like from the schools in Morocco, so that's really good. Uh, in the semifinals, Argentina is facing, facing Germany and France is facing Mali. I really hope Mali beats France. Um, and to, 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 to talk about another thing, uh, or like, I think this would be a good segue. Argentina beat Brazil 3-0 for the under-17 and Argentina beats wow. Brazil 1-0 for the uh, World Cup qualifiers 2026. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this, but the common ball, right? They have six spots now and it's the easiest qualification. Right, it's the top six of a group of ten play of the uh, group yeah. of ten teams. Yeah. So everyone in Brazil, I think, is talking about a crisis, and they're all very upset that uh, Brazil uh, is keeps losing game. I think they lost three in a row or something like that. I mean, this was the first time they lost at home in a World Cup qualifier. Yeah, and and they lost. So Brazil teams lost 
to Argentina twice in the same week. They also lost to Morocco and lost to Senegal, I think, uh, in, in friendlies. Um, it looks like the team is... They're missing Neymar. I don't know. They got this I'm joking. It's not Neymar. They're waiting for uh, Ancelotti, who is going to come or might not come. I think he's not committed. And they got the, the Fluminese coach, Fernando Diniz, who's doing this kind of part-time. They were complaining about injuries. And I'm like, dude, stop fucking complaining about injuries with all that but, squad but, that you have. But I'm sorry. International football is not club football. Right. So if you have really, really outstanding individual players, that shines through. Look at Messi at the World Cup. Look at Mbappe. No, no, at the I World agree. Cup, but they're saying right? a lot of fans are saying, oh, this is one of the worst Brazilian no, teams no, no. in history. I know. I'm just saying it's you, not. I, I'm, my point was that it's not. Re- I don't blame the coach too much. I don't. No, no, I don't blame the coach. This guy is doing it part time. He just got the. He just got the job. He doesn't know what strategy they want to do, but. At the end of the day, when you look at the names that they right, have, even right. with, oh, quote-unquote, injuries, Martinelli, Rodrigo, Rafinha, Gabriel Jesus, Gimarish, and then Joelton came in. I think he got One a of the card. best goalies. Yeah, they have two of the best, two goalies, well, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marquinhos, Gabriel, Emerson. I don't know. It's just the list is too long. And Vinicius. this is and this is with the injuries, right? Like If we don't look at all the injured players. So at some point, I don't know. It's not just the coach here. Or maybe it is the coach. It just looks like all these players, a lot of them also play together. They have played together in different teams. So I don't really know what's happening. Why is the team so bad? It's definitely not one of the worst Brazilian teams because their players are really, really good individually. Like all these players are amazing. Could you, not say, the, could you not say the same thing about England? Yeah, maybe. That's true. But then again, offensively, they're I think, better. I think individually, yeah, you're right. In, individually, when you look at position by position, Brazil has stronger individual players. I actually would agree with that. Maybe with one or two exceptions, maybe if you look at Bellingham or if you look at Saka or, or something like that, right? But other than that, yeah, one-on-one individual, they have stronger players. So, And the, the problem is that these t- games, these teams that they've been losing to haven't been like a walk in the park, right? It's not like some they're playing some, you know, country that for example that they that england lost to or drew against malta or whatever it is yeah but you lose against morocco you lose against senegal morocco is still a strong team you i would lose is, as as a team as, as an international team i don't think you would be like oh yes look we get morocco because we're gonna we're gonna crush them right or senegal still you know also please and then don't Argentina. please don't use england it's like one of the worst examples it's just like this chronically team that can't deliver basically but that, maybe what, maybe compare it to Portugal. Look at how good Portugal is. No, but I'm trying to explain potentially where the problems are coming from, and so I want to compare it to a team that is not delivering, even though they have strong individual players. Why is England not de- individual? Why is England not delivering? In their case, it's a mystery. I actually don't know. In their I think case, Southgate. Southgate has a bigger, way bigger role to play because he's been there for so long. He knows the players so well. He. Yeah, I mean, he's coached them to so many semifinals and finals, but somehow still nothing. Whereas this case, in Brazil, they're going through a bit of a transition between, yeah, the, between the coaches. But for me, what I'm puzzled by is that the individually, they're so strong, but they seem to not be able to yeah. pierce through it. I mean, the, the game against Argentina was a sucky game. It was just like very physical. There was no football, basically. Like, it's just a horrible but game. I guess that's South, a lot of South America. Yeah, I think so. That's why, I don't know, if you watch Copa America, is mostly like that, which is very sad. Because those players are play all of them play in Europe, which is a very different football. But it's just I don't know. They need to figure something out because they do have a lot of quality players. And this is not taking into account Roque and all these young players that Barcelona and Madrid bought that are also really good. 
You can't have Martinelli and Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. and start complaining that you're not winning enough. Even Vinicius Jr. played, I think, when... Yeah, he did. He didn't play this game, maybe, mm -hmm. but he played other games before and there was nothing. It's very weird to me. I think they need to figure something out. And they also need to decide on a coach. Why not get Zidane? Maybe he didn't want to get the job. I don't know. But even I, th I thought it was just waiting for Ancelotti. But, but, but he's not committed. I understand, but maybe they... they, what, they if, what if fucking Ancelotti just wins the Champions League and wins everything this year? Okay, you know what? We I don't, don't wanna, have all... I don't want to go anymore. We, I don't all, we don't have all the information. And also, the moment he comes, Copa America will start after, right after that. If he comes in June, Copa America is going to start also in June. So when, is he, when does he have time to get used to the players and give them the strategy? And but to be fair, I'm not that worried about Brazil. I mean, I'm not worried about them because I, I'm sure they're going to go to the World Cup. Yeah, I mean... But I'm worried in the sense that they're not going to do anything in Copa America. Well, that's fine. Let Argentina, let some other team win. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm not worried about Brazil. Maybe they need a couple of years to sort out whatever it is they're going through, but I'm pretty yeah, sure they're going to come Brazil. back. Well, that's what I'm saying. Because it's Brazil, they're going to come back. Okay. I Honestly, I'm not that worried about Brazil. I don't think it's any kind of crisis. No, anyways, Brazilians think it's a crisis just because well, you're they, not Brazilian. They, they have a huge, high, high, high bar. So Super anything high. below that is like, yes, we're in crisis. Yeah, that's why they think this, this is one of the shittiest teams in Brazilian history. Well, exactly. You're looking at these players are like, shitty team. I don't get it. And plus, the Senegal the game was also a friendly, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Morocco so they, lo so they lost two friendlies. But it matters. it matters. It matters to them because their standards are so high. My standards are so high with Morocco, so I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Okay. <laughs> Just the, how, how big of a football fan you are. Anyways, the other thing I wanted to cover is the, um, this ruling uh, for clubs with the same mm -hmm. ownership. So the Premier League clubs voted against banning loan moves between related parties in January, i.e. between clubs with the same ownership. Um, 20 clubs were supposed to vote to quote-unquote what the athletic called safeguard the integrity of the competition and the temporary ban required two two-thirds majority i.e 14 clubs for the regulation to be adopted but only 12 clubs voted in favor of the regulation so it seems like this ban was targeting um uh, specifically targeting newcastle that is owned by piff because there are rumors that mm. they want to get ruben mm -hmm. neves from al hilal or uh, or even other players like benzema and all that stuff um, and also, I think I think Eddie Howe came out saying that he found it strange that the focus has been on Newcastle following the vote, saying that other clubs also were against the proposal. Honestly, I think it's fair. Why, if you have the same ownership and you actually get a fair deal, a fair loan deal, why aren't you able to do it? It seems uh, ridiculous to me, but I, I don't know what you think. You think that it's ridiculous to ban this? Yeah, saying? exactly. Why? It's, it's I, yeah, I don't see this as any sort of collusion or unfair advantage right the only thing is that maybe you're saying okay if Hirona for example has a really good player and because City and Hirona are owned by the same group they're going to prioritize City over another club yeah yeah so so right yeah. that's the only problem that I, I could I think I think it's it's I agree so I think that it's it's this whole like uh, like ownership of multiple clubs so I didn't know this but they were like the first chamber of the UEFA club financial control body or whatever it's called they opened um, like some sort of proceedings against uh, uh, like multiple teams because they they were owned by the same uh, kind of owners. So it was Aston Villa and Victoria Sport Club. They're owned by the same team. Uh, Brighton and Royal uh, San Gilles and AC Milan and Toulouse. So they 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 were investigations saying that oh are these owners adhering to uh, like fi fair financial standards and all of that stuff. 
And as of the July 7th, July 7th, 2023, they were cleared and accepted into UEFA. So there's no problem at all because they implemented all the significant changes needed. So, uh, so that there's no collusion. There is no like financing from one club to the other. It's also the uh, same thing for Girona and Manchester City. There was a question of if what if they both actually qualify to the Champions League next year? They're both top. Do they actually get to play the Champions League together? So what UEFA is saying is that as long as there is no... Uh, they don't have the same board. They don't have the same employees. They're fine, which I also think it's fair. I don't know. I think it's just at the end. Of, at the end of the day, the question is not whether you should not let them exchange players or make loans. The question is, do you want to let VCPE, whatever it is, take over ownership, A sovereign wealth fund? Do you wanna like control or regulate how anyone can come and buy a club. But the problem is the Premier League and, and FIFA and UEFA and all these organizations, they're not powerful enough to say that right now. They can't say we're not going to let any of these foreign companies, uh, sovereign wealth funds, uh, whatever it is, not to own clubs in our country. So, so the only thing that we can do is do these little tiny potato no, things, no. which is we want to ban no, loans between clubs. But that's the problem. I agree with you. That's the problem because it's the same thing in the US if a company wants to merge with another company or buy it the FTC will be like hey are you respecting uh, whatever like the consumer whatever like yeah but a lot of these merges end up going through anyway I mean yeah, a lot of them don't a lot of them do as well they're, but they're gonna say that their hands are tied I mean honestly it is okay, kind of so, so what is the what like let's say Qatar wants to buy 50% of clubs in Premier League. Are they just going to let them do it? I think there has to be some sort of regulation. Yeah, but they're not going to do it so outrageously, right? They're going to do it slowly and very, very behind the scenes so that you don't even notice it. And by the time you notice it, they've owned 50% of Premier League clubs. Yeah. But because this is clearly like they can't actually do anything about it. Like Premier League clubs can't do anything for the fact that Piff it now owns Newcastle and that you know Citigroup owns and, and, Manchester City, yeah, and, right? And like they they can't do anything about it. So the only thing that they can do is wave their hands a little bit to say, "Look at this that we're trying. We're trying to get this thing passed where we're going to prevent loans." Yeah, right? which is which is ridiculous. It's kind of like I'm sorry to say this, but it's kind of like the di- all the, the all the diversity stuff, right? It's like we don't actually solve any of the real problems. Mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. just going to wave this flag in front of your face, mm-hmm. saying that look at this, we're trying to do this, but it doesn't actually address any of the fundamental problems. Yeah, and also like people don't talk enough. There is this um, this focus for some reason on sovereign wealth fund just because it's the the Gulf, just because it's Qatar, Saudi Arabia, the Emirates. But people should talk more about PE because private equity is actually what's buying most of the clubs in Europe. And do we want to fall into this private equity model? What if hedge funds start buying clubs, right? They all function in a very different uh, because they serve as the investors, so they, they function very differently from a sovereign wealth fund, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's completely different. And the way some PEs go and buy companies and the way they decide, like a lot of the PE model is to be really involved in companies. That's the whole PE model. Like I'm going to come because I'm not just bringing money. I'm also bringing expertise in terms of management. That's what I bring. So is this something that clubs want is all the Premier League going to be owned by a bunch of PE firms in the US or across the world I don't know I feel like these European leagues or UEFA they need to have regulations for this right it seems like at they, least how much involvement can these PE and VC firms be in how much involvement can they have in the day-to-day functioning of the of the football club as well right yeah because clearly Todd Bowley that was not very welcomed by the club I mean it didn't work out right he had to step back yeah, but if I'm buying massive shares, I need to have some control. 
and you need to have some say. I think it's more about, am I going to let you buy shares? I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that are we fine in an environment where the whole Premier League is owned by multiple PE firms? It's a slippery slope, right? Once you let the first one in, that's it. Then again, you would tell me maybe a PE firm is better than just one billionaire. I don't know. It's just... It's just this so do you whole... think, like, for example, the Bundesliga system is just better? Or La Liga? Where they just don't... I think the or, Bundesliga, sorry, Bundesliga is so much. Yeah, I think the Bundesliga is so much. I don't know, but I also really like the model of uh, fans owning clubs. I think that's a fantastic model better than all this stuff because it makes it yeah like this whole neighborly or neighborly feeling but then you can't you can't just have one club that that's owned by a PE or by a sovereign wealth fund that has way more money versus someone just yeah. owned by yeah. at the same time it wasn't maybe that wasn't sustainable because we're it didn't keep up with how things yeah. are advancing how the economy is advancing how technology is advancing yeah. at a certain point that what that model wasn't sustainable it's just like do you want to have an American capitalistic model, like how all Americans believe, let the market regulate itself? Or do you want to actually impose, which is the European way, I'm going to impose a few regulation on this and that? <laughs> At the end of the day, we're still talking about Europe. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm surprised. Maybe they don't care. As long as you bring the money, we don't care. That could also be it. I don't know. Oh, it's a it's a question that I'm not pretending like because I have all the these, to. Because the problem is all these... Uh, Companies or private equity funds or whatever, like sovereign wealth fund, all this stuff, they own a big club and then they own a bunch of small clubs. But those small clubs could become big clubs, like what's happening with Girona. And then suddenly you're going to have two teams owned by the same club in the same Champions League uh, thing. So RB Leipzig, same thing happened to them. So uh, they, there's a precedent where RB Salzburg from Austria and RB Leipzig from Germany are both owned by the same company or at least partially owned, and they're both apparently in the, like, they're born in the Champions League. So, I don't know, it just feels, like, very promiscuous. I mean, you can't, I don't know, it's just weird. It feels just weird. a bit like double dipping. or like It is, yeah, it right? feels like double dipping, yeah. You, you know, there's conflict of interest going on. But, at the same time... I'm surprised China is not, like, trying to invest in all this stuff. Taking over yeah, a lot so, of this? So, City Football Group is actually owned partly by Chinese firms and Chinese media capital and City Capital. So, I'm just surprised that I mean, there's I mean, a guy, Atletico Madrid. They own one. Wolves. They own Wolves. And they, Atletico Madrid. That one, that guy. Uh-huh. They sold own a bunch of another team, uh, Syria. Yeah, since there's way more millionaires and billionaires in China than in other places in the world, I would have expected them to die. Maybe that. I think they own more basketball teams than they own. And it's also teams. not a very profitable business model, by the way. Like, I, I don't well, think... Maybe, maybe that's why China's yeah, not interested I don't in doing think, it. I don't think... Especially, like, if you buy, like, big clubs like Man United and all this stuff, like, how much money are they going to make? Because it looks like it's well, already that's why, a bit... That's why people accuse sovereign wealth funds of sports washing. Because yeah. they think that their ultimate goal is not is nothing to do with making money. It's just to improve their that's image. That's not fair to... Improve that's not, that's soft not, power. That's not fair to, uh, to Abu Dhabi and what they were Manchester say. Because they did actually arguably i think maybe they are making money now yes they bought it for like 200 million pounds spent one or two billion on the club and on the stadium and all that stuff but i think now it's worth a lot of money not everyone is as smart as them as well yeah they're very like that was a good investment i mean if you look at that model alone it was overall in, like a net positive to, to manchester city massively net positive and it is not the case like we can look at Qatar and they didn't do as well with PSG because their strategy was not the yeah, same. But is it really Qatar is not great or is also the French environment is different? I don't know. No, but it was the strategy of how they went about buying players. Yeah, but if they can't they... even own the fucking stadium because the government's locked in them, the Paris 
things like possibly not, possibly but i just think they made a lot of mistakes and i don't think i don't see that with newcastle I the don't saudi, see that with yeah City. the saudi model seems to be working well i don't see them buying players willy-nilly in newcastle i don't see them just splurging on money it looks like a well-run team Honestly, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not against Sovereign Wealth Fund's owning just because people want to hit on Qatar and all these countries. Like, it's fair for the for them to do it when all these American PE funds are doing it and all these American billionaires. So, I don't know what model works. It's just that I don't want to be in an environment where everything is just owned, like, or money speaks. If you bring the highest... Well, we're just saying, we're being a little romantic, right? You're just saying, like, you're, it takes a, it takes a little bit of the romanticism out of it, right? Yeah. Anyway, we hoped you enjoyed this week's episode after our long, long break. And if you did, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.